0: Bless the name of Jesus.
1: Anybody glad?
0: spin You know when I leave. Lord's Day to magnify your name. God, you are great and greatly to be praised. Now, O God, let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts, let them be acceptable unto you, O God, for you are our rock God, your word tells us that the grass withers and the flower may fade, but the word of God stands forever. And the people of God said amen.
2: so glad that he knows my name.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Yes. That he knows your name. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody ought to get them a neighbor in here. <laughs> and I got audience participation, so get you a neighbor. Oh, I got it. Right, Tell <laughs> your neighbor. Isn't it wonderful now that The opportunity that we can talk to each other face to face. We don't have to worry about the masks and all of that pandemic stuff. We can now go back to getting us a neighbor. So, Alan, get you a neighbor. I know where your neighbor is. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, it's not hard for God to shine on you. Say it like you mean it, tell your neighbor, it's not art art. for God not to shine on you. you. Yes, yes, yes. You see, back in the day, there were songs that were related to our text this morning. The old folk used to say, oh, search me, Lord. Shine a light on heaven on my soul. I remember that. If you can't find anything that shouldn't be just take it out and strengthen me because I want to be right, I want to be safe, I want to be whole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, I'm, uh, I know the back in the day stuff too. Yeah, we My mama sang so that way Yes, sir. up, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a question for you this one: Do you want God's light to shine well, yeah. on you? Yeah. Let me tell you something. It already has. Oh, Praise you. God it's already has. It's because God knows everything about you before you can even think it. Before you can even ask it. Before you can even say it. And even before you can feel it. He knows Everything. I hope I got some witnesses in here. Amen. I want to make sure I'm in the right Amen. church. Yes. Uh, because we need witness to witness what God does Amen. for us. Amen. You see, God's light, His omniscience and His omnipresence shines on us. Yes. The Bible says before you can stand up, it shines. Or before you can sit down, it shines. Or you can even move around, Minister Matt. It shines, Dickerfield. God knows your every move. You see, from this scripture from C.J., it tells us of the wonderment that's attached to God, who searches us and knows us and understands us, even when we don't understand ourselves. Come on. All right, preach it, Pastor Brown. Oh, I think I will, so it might be for myself.
1: Amen.
2: So our text tells us that it's not hard for God to shine on you. Well, I wish I had some more witnesses.
1: All right, amen. I,
2: I'm just messing with you <laughs> Case in point, Sister Elaine, Didn't he wake you up this morning? Uh, For the rest of y'all, didn't he start you on your way? Didn't he put food on your table? Didn't he bless you on this day? You see, when David was writing this psalm, he was happy to know that there was and is a God who is always right there. through his struggles he was was there and and through his trials he was there through his mistakes he was there he he knew who David was not some stranger not some outcast not somebody who had no relationship with God Uh, it was uh, somebody who was after his own heart, who knew how to call on God. He even would dance for God. The Bible says he danced right out of his clothes because he was so in the spirit on the Lord's day. And, And he knew how to praise God, Sister Francine. He knew how to repent of shameful deeds. And he knew how to respect and reverence God. Yeah. All because God knew everything about his shortcomings. And God knew him by name. So, so Pastor I and I, we got a few points for you. and I'm going to do my part and then sit down know y'all were waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: point one. Point one thank, you, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> God is the know-it-all. Uh-huh. I know some of y'all are frowning maybe at that language because we talk about know-it-alls in terms of people. But I just like to make it plain because God is the know-it-all. The Bible is saying that here on earth, we might be talking about a know-it-all, but there's never truly a know-it-all in the earth. Am I right about it? Uh, But that's why God is the know-it-all. Let me tell you something real quick. When my wife gets slightly angry at me, Yeah, yeah, when she when she gets slightly oh angry right. at me, uh-huh. to be funny she'll say, "I know some things, but I sh- I'm sure I don't know as much as you do."
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <she said>
2: <laughs> and I in turn use the one my father used to use on my mother. I tell her. They ought to call you sunshine. <laughs> call you so bright.
1: <laughs>
2: Somebody get that one after a while. <laughs> Usually all we do is laugh it off. Because we don't stay mad in our house. When we get a little upset with each other. We, we pass those little <laughs> slide remarks and then we go on about our business. <laughs> So in the scripture, in the scripture, uh, the New Living Translation says, Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. The Amplified Bible says, you have searched me thoroughly, and you have known me. And the New Living Translation continues, it says, you know when I sit down or stand up. that is some God that knows all of these things about us. You see, in this part of the scripture, David offers several examples of merism, merism, M-E-R-I-S-M, in scripture. This means that the intended message is meant to be understood figuratively or metaphorically but not literally. So when he says, when I sit and when I stand or my going out and my lying down, he is explaining our position before God figuratively. So now the New Living Translation verse says, you know my thoughts. Even when I'm far away. This is an awesome God. You see me when I travel. And when I rest at home. You know everything I do. even you know what I'm going to say. That's an awesome God. So let me ask you something. Has it ever been hard for you to say to God you know me? As the NIV interpretation acknowledges God's omniscience. Some folks don't want to acknowledge the omniscience of God. You know who they are? They call themselves atheists. Uh, They call themselves agnostics. And they are just plain unbelievers. But just because I want somebody to know him, especially if any of them are listening to us online. Just because they don't believe don't mean it ain't so. God got a plan. God knows what his plan and he knows everything we do. So just in case the non-believers are listening and they perked up, I want them to listen to this. God knows your name too. Whether you're an atheist or not. You don't have to take my word for it because the Bible says that one day, every knee, every knee going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. But what they're going to say? That Jesus is Lord. God created you, and God knew you from your mother's womb, and God still knows everything about you. Let me tell you something else for us believers. Your hard things that we've been talking about for half a year, your hard things in life, your hard circumstances, your hard issues, your hard concerns, your hard misunderstandings, They may have caught you by surprise. But let me tell you something. They ain't caught God by surprise. He knows exactly where you are. And don't forget it because he knows your name. He knows where you are. I hope I got more witnesses in the house. And a few online now because he knows what's going on. Ain't no surprises in God. He already knows the start of your story. He knows the dash in the middle. He knows the end of your story because he knows it all. And not only that, he controls it. Oh, I'm so glad this morning that God is my controller. That God knows what's happening in the middle of my dash. What's happening at the beginning of my life. He knew what's happening all the way up till I get to the end. And I'm going to live for him until I get to the end.
1: Because
2: he knows what's going on. So if you're caught uh, and you don't have integrity, he knows when you don't have any integrity. If you do things out there and other folks see it and you think God don't see it, he knows. He knows. If you get caught in the act, and when you will need to ask him for, for forgiveness, mm-hmm. yes, he knows. Yes, He already knew it before mm-hmm. you did it. Yes, he didn't care who you did it with, yes. but he knew it. Yeah. He blessed you anyhow. When you yeah. said, Lord, please let me repent, let me for, be forgiven, yes. he knows. Yes, He knows when you show that you're happy about how and what he knows about you and, and doing with contentment and faith in him. So before Pastor I comes, so I told you I wouldn't be too long, I'll sit down. <laughs> there was a lady named Ruth Graham, who is the daughter of Billy and Ruth Bell Graham, and she wrote a book around fear not tomorrow. God is already there. She said that the book came from her own experience where she was having a tough time aka hard time with one of her children and she had talked to her mother about this case. Soon after that, a package arrived at her door and the package had to be unwrapped, and it was unwrapped, and she looked at the package, and it was a plaque that had been displayed on her mother's desk, where she used that desk for a Bible study for many years. The plaque was surrounded by a crown of thorns and contained a rough cross made of twigs. The words on the plaque read, Fear not tomorrow. God is already there. That's right. That's a word of encouragement Amen. to some of us right Amen. now. Don't worry about tomorrow. Amen. God is already there. He's already late at night. So, so so here David was is asking the questions in the Bible. And she looked at this whole thing that's going on with her. And she said, Is God really there? And will he be angry with me for even asking some questions of him? My Lord. Will he judge me because I ask? And she looked closer at the character of God. And this is what she said. She said that God was always wooing us into intimate relationship with him. And God really wants us to enjoy his presence and love him for who he is so so because of this she was able to look at her situation and knew that there was hope yeah. for tomorrow yeah. there is hope in anybody's situation when they turn it over to God yeah, I know. God knows your name God yeah. knows yeah. who yeah. you are it's not hard for us to let God shine on us. Because of this, we'll tell you our second point. God is the pervasive presence in our life. Amen. Amen, my Lord. Amen. All right, Pastor
0: Keith, thank you for getting us started here and getting these juices flowing on this song that David penned. So our second point you already heard is that God is the pervasive presence in our lives. I hope somebody is feeling that already this morning. The pervasive presence here simply is telling us that there is omnipresence uh, uh, influence okay that we experience with God. If we look at our text verse five points out that there is omnipresence of God. That God is always with us is indicated in the Amplified Version by saying, You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. If I read it in the LLT, it says, You go before me and follow me. Somebody needs to get that. You go before me, and he follows me. Ah, oh, you gotta place your hand, uh, your hand of blessings on my head. While the Message Bible says, I look behind me and there you are. Then I look up ahead, meaning in my future, come on, Sister Kemper, in my future, you are there too. You reassure me with your presence, meaning that God's pervasive presence is, is it pervasive and it's invasive. That means that he is everywhere, all at the same time. Somebody needs to... to the heavens. Uh, uh, Are you there, too? Uh, What if I go down uh, underground, as the Bible says? uh, Are you there, too? Uh, uh, What if I flew on the morning's right wings, uh, far on the western horizon? Uh, Would you find me in a minute? Uh, Oh, see, you're trying to test to see where God, uh, went. And we serve a God who has no limits. I don't care how high you go, how low you go, how wide you go. Hallelujah. Is already there. Huh? Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. So so let us ask you a question. I, I just want you all to just think about this yourself. You don't have to ask your neighbor, you don't have to look across the church, you don't have to raise your hand. Don't do any of those things. But have you ever had a time in life when you felt like you needed or wanted to escape God's scrutiny? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Think, 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 think on that. Did you ever feel like you wanted to escape uh, his expectations? Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, his restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my my my! Uh, I, bet if, I bet I bet I if, bet if if we asked if we took a poll around the room and every now and then somebody say yes I would uh, if we just be honest sometimes we say yeah uh, that that fits me every now and then uh, I don't really want God to see uh, what I did uh, I don't want Him to hear what I just said uh, I, I don't want Him to know who I was just with uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you heard you heard Pastor Keith. Pastor Keith uh, talked about people who, who don't believe in God. Ah, uh, so so they don't okay, all right. So why why don't they? Is it that the non-believers really believe that they can escape God easier than a believer?
2: Mm.
0: Ah well well well, well let's Uh, Pastor Keith already told y'all preaching your sermon. Uh, Pastor Keith already said that Philippians 2, 10 and 11 and Romans 14 and 11 uh, says that for it is written as I live, Uh saith the Lord, that every knee will bow to me and every tongue Shall confess to God. Uh, Am I in the book? Amen. Amen. Uh, So so our text says that you cannot hide from the Lord. Uh, The NIV in verse 12 says that if the darkness will hide me, that even the darkness won't be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for darkness is as light to you. Oh, God. Oh, oh goodness gracious. That's why we tell anybody that the ugly things that's done in a dark. God will see it because it's going to surely come to the light. Oh, he sees us in the dark. So our third and final point says that God is the wonder. Oh, yes, he is. Yes. Finally, finally, if we look at the remaining portion of the text that was read so eloquently by Sister Karen for our hearing this morning, we know there are a few other things that we'd like for you to remember as you leave this place today. They are wondrous in composition because God is the wonder. Oh, yes, he is. Yes. Yes. You see, we find out in this part of the text that God has fearfully, and wonderfully made us. Amen. 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 Uh, and, and marvelous is his workmanship. Uh, and see, and, and I need somebody to understand, in case you missed it, what I just did uh, uh, through the pen of David, uh, uh, is, is what David does is that he, he, he dispels and disputes the theory of evolution. Oh God! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, see, we 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 didn't realize that David was talking science uh, in in the book. Uh, you see, the theory of evolution um, is that theory that came along, and I don't know about you, but I learned that They taught it to me was I when I was coming through the public school system, and they tried to tell me about how people were uh, started out as apes, and they you know anybody ever see the come on, brother Allen, and that's how you you. You know, we you, you, you know went from this to this to this and, and, and that's how we came oh, along and, and this whole- Up,
1: then you are
0: came embrace the fact, church, that God will always be with us and not be
1: alarmed.
0: Even when we make mistakes, we're bound to mess up. But we can be comforted that we can be enriched